Welcome to day 179 of Shaped by the Word, um, third season together, uh, the story of the prophets. Uh, we've been reading through uh, Jeremiah, and Jeremiah's uh, prophecy has challenged, you know, prophet, priest, and king alike, all as being unfaithful to the Lord, and as a result, leading Israel astray. And of course, Israel will be judged, you know, for her own sins, but uh, there, there's a heavy judgment that comes on those who have, have led them, have not watched over them, have not cared for them, and have not spoken, you know, truthfully to them. Uh, so we pick that up again as uh, we're in the middle of a uh, chapter 23 uh, as we begin in verse 33 uh, before we do as always uh, as we read uh, we offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord I'm Paul you're with uh, Cindy and Matt Cindy do you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer no don't mind Father thank you so much for this time in your word uh, Father it is our prayer that you would open our hearts to the things that we'll read today and Father that you'll give us um, by your spirit ears that are open and hearts that are willing um, to look at what you have for us. So thank you for this time. In Christ's name, amen. Jeremiah twenty three thirty three. When these people or a prophet or a priest ask you, what is the message from the Lord? Say to them, what message? I will forsake you, declares the Lord. If a prophet or a priest or anyone else claims, this is a message from the Lord, I'll punish them and their household. This is what each of you keeps saying to your friends and other Israelites. What is the Lord's answer? Or what is the Lord spoken? But you must not miss, mention a message from the Lord again, because each one's word becomes their own message. So you distort the words of the living God, the Lord Almighty. This is what you keep saying to a prophet. What is the Lord's answer to you? Or what is the Lord spoken? Although you claim this is a message from the Lord, this is what the Lord says, you use the words this is a message from the Lord even though I told you that you must not claim this is a message from the Lord. Therefore I will surely forget you and cast you out of my presence along with the city I gave you and your ancestors. I'll bring on you everlasting disgrace, everlasting shame that will not be forgotten. After Jehoiachin, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and the officials and skilled workers and artisans of Judah were carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, the Lord showed me two baskets of figs placed in front of the temple of the Lord. One basket had very good figs, like those that ripen early, and the other basket had very bad figs, so bad that they could not be eaten. And then the Lord asked me, what do you see, Jeremiah? Figs, I answered. The good ones are very good, but the bad ones are so bad they cannot be eaten. Then the word of the Lord came to me. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Like these good figs, I regard as good the exiles from Judah, whom I sent away from this place to the land of the Babylonians. My eyes will watch over them for their good, and I will bring them back to this land. I will build them up and not tear them down. I will plant them and not uproot them. I'll give them a heart to know me that I am the Lord. They will be my people, and I'll be their God, for they'll return to me with all their heart. Like the bad figs, which are so bad they cannot be eaten, says the Lord. So I will deal with Zedekiah, king of Judah, his officials, and survivors from Jerusalem. Whether they remain in this land or live in Egypt, I will make them abhorrent and an offense to all the kingdoms of the earth, a reproach and a byword, a curse, and an object of ridicule, wherever I banish them. I will send the sword, famine, and plague against them until they are destroyed from the land I gave to them and their ancestors." The word of Jeremiah concerning all the people of Judah in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, which was the first year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. 
So Jeremiah the prophet said to all the people of Judah and to all those living in Jerusalem, for 23 years from the 13th year of Josiah, son of Amnon, king of Judah, until this very day, the word of the Lord has come to me and I've spoken to you again and again, but you've not listened. And the Lord has sent all his servants, the prophets, to you again and again. You have not listened or paid any attention. They said, Turn now, each of you, from your evil ways and your evil practices, and you can stay in the land the Lord gave to you and your ancestors forever and ever. Do not follow other gods to serve and worship them. Do not arouse my anger with what your hands have made. Then I will not harm you. But you did not listen to me, declares the Lord, and you have aroused my anger with what your hands have made, and you have brought harm to yourselves. Therefore the Lord Almighty says this, because you have not listened to my words, I will summon all the peoples of the north, and my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, declares the Lord, and I'll bring them against this land and its inhabitants and against all the surrounding nations. I will completely destroy them and will make them an object of horror and scorn and everlasting ruin. I'll banish them from the sounds of joy and gladness, the voices of bride and bridegroom, the sound of millstone, and the light of the lamp. The whole country will become a desolate wasteland, and these nations will serve the king of Babylon for 70 years. But when the 70 years are fulfilled, I will punish the king of Babylon and this nation, the land of the Babylonians, for their guilt, declares the Lord, and I'll make it desolate forever. I'll bring on the land all the things I've spoken against it, all that are written in this book and prophesied by Jeremiah against all the nations. They themselves will be enslaved by many nations and great kings. I'll repay them according to their deeds and to the work of their hands. You have three, you know, very readings today. There are three sections, and we've often talked about the prophets as, as tapestries, and so you have three different parts of the tapestry. Uh, you have the continuing warning, you know, to the false prophets and the continuing condemnation of the false prophets. Then you have a, an interesting story about figs. Uh, you know, the good figs and the bad figs are almost opposite of what you might think. Those who try to stay in the land and try to maintain you know, possession of Jerusalem will be considered you know, the bad figs that cannot be eaten. But those who go into exile, into Babylon, uh, God will watch over them and restore them and bring them back. And of course you hear you know, the shadow of the promise of the full restoration of the nation of Israel. Uh, that the remnant that returns is just kind of a picture of you know what God will you know finally do, and then you hear you know uh, right before Nebuchadnezzar arrives you know the prophecy of the seventy years, highly symbolic. Uh, the mm-hmm. seventy years would be a restoration of all the Sabbaths, you know that uh, uh, the people never gave to the land, mm-hmm. and uh, the land would be at rest, and God uh, would carry out you know the fullness of His judgment. You know, before before restoring his people, and of course, these are the words you know that uh, both Nehemiah and uh, uh, you know Daniel are encouraged by when they realize you know they they are part of those exiles that God is watching over in a foreign land in, in a rich way. Uh, when they realize that seventy years is near its end, uh, they see you know they see the hope of the Lord. You know, it's it's interesting hearing in twenty five uh, four. And though the Lord has sent all his servants, the prophets, to you again and again, you have not listened or paid any attention. They said, Turn now, each of you, from your evil ways and your evil practices. You can stay in the land the Lord your God gave to you and to your ancestors forever and ever. Do not follow other gods to serve or worship them. Do not arouse my anger with what your hands have made. Then then I will not harm you. But you did not listen to me, declares the Lord. You know, and, and we've just, I mean, we're reading this pretty much right after he's just condemned all the false prophets. You know, but... 
it's not so much that God wasn't speaking or pursuing or desiring his people. It's they, they were looking for prophets that fed their own appetites, you know, would no. tell them what they wanted to hear. And, and you think of, we get to the New Testament and how often does Paul warn us of false prophets of in the, the latter days, you know, yeah, will false teachers, teachers yeah. who will satisfy their itching ears. And, you know, the, the Lord is a God who speaks, who pursues, who loves his people. And yet we see time and time again. And of course, you know what you know. Jeremiah is talking about here is a long history of God always having a messenger who spoke His word truthfully and challenged mm-hmm. the people and challenged you know their idolatries. Uh, but the people, in spite of you know God's grace and in giving a warning and giving them His word, uh, would not listen, and so they find themselves you know here on on the brink of a you know seventy year exile. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are certainly the kings, Jehoiachin and Jehoiakim, who are leading up, you know, to that final moment. And and they're also the kings that ensure the judgment, even though Josiah has led reforms and there's a brief revival. No sooner has he uh, passed off the scene than his sons, uh, you know, pursue the same evil that their ancestors had pursued. Mm-hmm. And so you find them, it's, it's frustrating to read this because when we read this from a distance, and we say, what's up with you guys i mean can't you clearly see you know what god has for you and can't you clearly hear the word you know, that god has to you why can't you just get your act together and repent and, and we realize you know that uh very often we are just as stubborn mm-hmm. as they are pursuing our own ways pursuing our own ends giving casual thought to god uh, but not worshiping and fully finding our identity and our joy in him uh, but rather in the things that he's created. Mm-hmm. Well, I love the, um, I don't know, this idea of the figs was really intriguing to me. And, of course, the good the good figs, while they probably didn't feel like they were in a good place, um, are being exiled to this foreign land. And yet, God is promising that he's going to watch over them, he's going to build them up, not tear them down not uproot them and that he's also going to give them a heart to know him and he would be their lord and so while that feels i'm sure like for 70 years to be in exile and feels you know it is a form of of, i guess punishment that god is in the midst of that restoring his people and you know i i love that no there there's a beauty you know there's a beauty to the grace in that that even Mm -hmm. though god is carrying out his judgment he is preserving his own Mm -hmm. you know in in the middle of judgment and of course you you see that same thing in a big way when you come to the book of revelation that even though the world is is being condemned and judged you know as uh you know this uh, this age draws you know that as the new age you know is, is is dawning and the old age is you know drawing to its you know conclusion uh god preserves his people in the midst of the judgment and Mm -hmm. you know there's a sense even though when our circumstances are uh, everything but what we would want uh, there's one thing that can never be taken away from us and that's the grace and the presence of God Mm -hmm. and and of course when you get to verse 7 chapter you know chapter 24 Mm -hmm. uh, you know you one of the most beautiful promises in scripture you know i will give them a heart to know me mm-hmm. in other words i i won't you know simply give them a law that describes what is pleasing to me i will do a deep work in, in them mm-hmm. uh, to give them a heart for me and a heart for the things that you know please me and of course that's a grace of god you know apart from apart from his work in our heart we would never even come to faith in him apart mm-hmm. from his work in our heart we would never even pursue him uh, and uh, so what a beautiful, you know, beautiful gift. And that's a promise of the new covenant. Uh, 
Moses talked about it, you know, kind of in a typically Jewish way, the circumcision of the heart. In other mm-hmm. words, I'm going to place my mark not on your outward body, but I'm placing your mark mm-hmm. on your inward, you know, on your inward being. And, and of course, that's the beauty of the promise. I always love that language of replacing a heart of stone with a heart of flesh. Yeah, this, that's Ezekiel's, you know, Ezekiel's word, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I'm, I'm put a new heart in you, and th- and that is. That's exactly, you know, a stubborn heart, mm-hmm. you know, cannot be moved. You know, last week uh, we you read about your hearts, you have to have an iron chisel in order to, you That's know, true. ingrain yeah. these things on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the day is, you know, coming. And, and Paul talks about, you know, the new covenant as one that's written on our hearts mm-hmm. and not on tablets of stone. Yeah. And as well, so the image is a beautiful one, you know, throughout scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, you mind closing us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for the work of Christ. We thank you for the reality that we are um, your people, um, that you are our God and we are your people. And and so, Father, we ask um, you would continue to, to shape us, to transform us. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for the reality that we do have a heart um, that now knows you. Um, and yet we confess that um, we still give ourselves to, to other things Far too often we we fail to hear and to respond appropriately to your word. And so, Father, would you forgive us? Would you redirect us back to you um, and help us to be your people? Uh, Thank you for your word. Thank you for timing it together as your body. Uh, Would you continue to build us up in Christ Jesus? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.